0: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.
1: All right, last night when I was doing a draft and I was yelling about the Giants, I got the word that John Havlicek had passed away um, at the age of 79. He had been suffering a little bit from dementia. Uh, this is... Special, and I would stop the show today with all the giant stuff for very few things, but I will for the passing of John Havlicek. He was that special, in our house he was incredibly special. There were only a few athletes that were revered on the walls in our house when I, when we were growing up. Uh, Bob Gibson was one, uh, Bart Starr, uh, obviously John Havlicek. Our dog was named Hondo. Uh, this was one of the great iconic figures in the history of this league, uh, and. To me, symbolized a discipline, a versatility, a toughness, a two-way ability, and a clutch that have, you've seen in very few players. Eight-time NBA champion, legendary figure, and Bob Ryan, who probably saw him play more games than anybody alive— uh, and those those Celtics, better than anybody joins us now, Bob. Uh, sad day for me. Sad day for Boston because you know there are, there are few athletes I revere more than John Havlicek.
0: Well, well I think you summed him up very nicely, Mike, from a, a, a an opposing viewpoint, if you will. And, and but no, um, uh, it's a very sad personal day for me. John was a friend. Uh, John was uh, somebody that uh, helped guide me into uh, learning what the NBA was all about. Uh, when I started covering the team at age 23 back in 1969, uh, I feel very proprietary toward John. I, I was privileged to do a book with John, and um, I'm very saddened by this, uh, by this of course. And, but it brings back some tremendous memories of, of one of the fun times of my life was covering
1: those Celtics. Well, how about for people who don't understand, and I think, and I've said this before, Larry Bird coming along different things, the different kind of players that people revere now. Havlicek got lost in the shuffle, uh, I think, it, with, with the player as people look back. Because they, they never count him, and I always argue with people about him, and they forget how just how talented he was and how great an athlete he was. Could have played football, could have played baseball, we know that. Um, but you we know how clutch Havlicek stole the ball the shots the, the you know bridging the gap he still holds all the celtic records right for scoring and for games and for everything else right so ha- put if you can Havlicek in boston celtic perspective
0: the um there's a the clear mount rushmore of, of the boston celtics there's no argument and in, in chronologically speaking it would be coozy russell Havlicek, and bird e- each was a distinct player with a distinct style, a distinct left a distinct mark, not only on Celtic um, history, but on basketball history. Um, John Havlicek, you are so right, is underrated. He is, I think, without question, the most underrated super-duper star in the history of basketball. I totally agree. People do not recognize that he was every bit Oscar Robertson and Jerry West's equal. And in fact, for the last... Uh, and at the end of their career, as he was still in his prime, he was better than both of them. Well, he better defensively,
1: them, especially. Each of them he
0: guarded, yeah. Uh, and this is while he was, uh, you know, moonlighting as a as a two guard when he was a, by natural instinct a a small forward. He was the best two position player of his time in an era when the game positions were very delineated. And unlike the game we have today, the game today is a different game. We now only
1: have bigs. Yep. And,
0: and wings and ball handlers.
1: And pick and but roll in isolation, had, and that's all we have anyway. Yeah, it's so, a different yeah. game.
0: And so yes. we, we, But in that game, he's the greatest two-position player ever. He was an all-star level, at all-league level, small forward, and an all-league level two-guard. And no, and by the way, he could play point guard as well, and in fact had m- many triple-doubles before we knew what they were. Okay. A
1: great defensive player, and also incredibly – wasn't a great shooter, a great, he was a scorer, not a great shooter, but also a great clutch player.
0: Yes, exactly, and you're right. About the scoring he holds the, he the, uh, he not not Bird not pierce is the all time celtic scorer, and this is without the three consider those the other two had the benefit of the three and and John did have three point range he made many long jump shots and and then if he were encouraged to take more of them with the bonus of the three he would have been uh, it, he, he would have benefited greatly, so he had three point range and you write about the defense he he uh, he was a but eight-time all-first-team defense. Um, he was, he was When he came into the league, it was all about that. It was all about he. He did two things, um, Mike, as a rookie. He, he, he ran the floor on offense, ran the floor, and caught layups, passes from Kuzi, ran around, got open, and um, got garbage points, and he guarded. He went home after his rookie year, took about a trillion jump shots, came back, and became a scorer, a big-time, all-around scorer, which he was for the remainder of his
1: career. Amazing. And two things stick out to me, that classic series against West, and then as an old man, him shutting down Julius Irving, which was just unbelievable to watch. So nice
0: of you to remember that, because people do not know that, but in the 1977 playoffs, when Julius was in his prime, and John was 37 years old, he turned 37 on April 8, 1977, he... He absolutely neutralized Dr. J and as, as the Celtics took a vastly superior, talented uh, Sixer team to a seventh game. And yes, he did. And that 's very nice of you to remember that. I just want to say one thing, and I don't want this to go unnoticed. He, the sixth man thing actually hurts his reputation. It, it distorts the reality of John Havlicek. Yes, he came off the bench the first six years of his career. It was a luxury only the Boston Celtics could afford. On no other team... No other team could have possibly had the, uh, possi- the, the, prob- the possibility of, of keeping him on the bench for any period and of time. And he past. was probably uh, number
1: two in minutes played,
0: right? Uh, thank you. Uh, his second year. He was number two behind Russell in minutes and remained that way for the, remain, for, for the remainder of his six-man time. So only Russell, who never came out, uh, played more minutes as a Celtic in the, in the next six years than John did. And then when Russell retired and John became the unquestioned focal point of the team, he led the league in minutes played twice in his mid-30s, averaging 45 minutes a game while playing at a pace – Unmatched before or since. There, you know, when you're trying to compare him, uh, younger fans listening to this, or and say, who's he like? The problem is there is no frame. No, of reference. there
1: is no. There there's nobody like
0: him. Style. There's no frame of reference. No, there
1: re- there really isn't. Uh, there, there isn't. There isn't that kind of player anymore. Uh, especially that kind of two way player. And he was so good. And he was such a. You know, to watch him and watch him against those Laker teams with West, watch him against those great Nick teams, or yeah. watch him then later against those sixer teams, I mean, and bridging the gap and then winning those championships without Russell, which were key, you know, uh, leading that next group and winning with JoJo and winning with Silas and winning with, uh, you know, Cowan, those guys uh, yeah, and Cowens and, of course, uh, uh, who am I forgetting? The, uh, the other guard was uh, uh, jo- uh,
0: Chaney. Chaney Cheney. Cheney. And, and, yes. and JoJo, yeah,
1: Cheney, yes. Chaney and JoJo,
0: then yes. Charlie Scott yep. called Silas. Yes, yep. um, he was the by that time, he was the elder statesman, unquestioned leader. And, by the way, I'm going to be very categorically clear on this. The absent centers, Kareem was Kareem. Wilt was Wilt. Uh, there were a lot of great centers in the league in the early 70s in a way that we do not have them today. The game is different. He was the best player in the league, period. He was the best player from 1969 to 1974. I have no longer He was the single best basketball player
1: in the world. I agree. Uh, we're talking with Bob Ryan. I totally agree. I hold I hold him in the same way. Does Boston Revere him the way you and I do. Does Boston care about him anymore?
0: Yes, and the thing that always means you know, be in Boston, it's the one play in 1965 on April 15th in the last three seconds of sure. Game Seven against it, that will always keep him as a. He's not just a great player and a revered figure; he's a folk hero. Uh, that that uh, Havlicek stole the ball, immortalized by the ball. Johnny most celebrated yep. call, and um, and and he, you know, so that gave him a. a a little extra layer of celebrity, if you will, and he'll always be remembered. So, yeah, oh, he's, re- he's respected and, and, and revered in Boston.
1: And highly. was really uh, one of the great American athletes. I mean, grew up with the Negroes, uh, could run all day. I mean... Have you ever heard Bob Knight, as I did, talk about him? He revered him. I mean, uh, and you know, from those great Ohio State teams. And uh, but not only that, I mean, he was a great football player. Could have played on the Cleveland Browns when they were championship team. Uh, he could, have, you know, he was fighting Paul Warfield, who became a Hall of Famer for a spot. Uh, they said he was a great baseball player. I mean, this was one of the great athletes produced in this country.
0: No, no question. And you're right. Uh, how about the fact that the, in that little town of Lansing, Ohio, he grew up basically across the street from Phil and. and... It's so Phil, Phil was the rebounder on his yeah. high school basketball team.
1: It is and amazing. John
0: was the star player of course, but Phil was the Phil did the dirty work. He did the rebounding and uh, but he was so yeah, that that area has produced a lot of a lot of produced a lot of football players in the time and but uh John clearly is the best athlete of the well, world. Well, I
1: hope this weekend when the Celtics are going to be playing, they remember Havlicek. I hope they do.
0: Oh, I'm yeah. sure uh, I'm sure they will, and and, uh, and I just want to say this too, uh, and it, 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 we talked about him as a player, but what really Great made guy John, too yes. what made John yes. special is his humility and his graciousness, and uh, I, I, there's, there are no, there's no negative. there's nobody you will not Mike, if you brought a thousand people that played against him or with him or, or knew of him, uh, on, and there wouldn't be one person who would have one single yeah but uh, uh, anecdote because there were none.
1: No, he was great. Thanks very much, Bob. We appreciate Thanks it. Thanks for having me. Thank you. My pleasure. That's uh, on the passing of John Havlicek, who I agree with Bob, the most over- overlooked player, in, in, I think, in, in modern basketball history. And the reason why was, as Bob said, Red Albuck liked to have this six man, and he liked to bring Havlicek in off the bench even though he would play other than Russell the most minutes on the team. And he did it for year after year after year. And people dealt with him like he was a six-man. But really in that era, before he took over the team when Russell got old and then when Russell left, he you know, was looked at as a guy who came off the bench. But that was their plan, and he never cared. And he always got the other guy's best player too, always, absolutely always. Brilliant, brilliant player. We'll get back to your giant calls or whatever else is on your mind, which I'm sure it is the Giants, right after this.